0: Take your Bible, please. Turn over to Joshua. Joshua chapter number 24. When you get there, you can stand and we'll honor the Word of God. I, <clears throat> really, this is introduction. When you come to this 24th chapter of Joshua, Joshua is making his last statement as the captain and leader of the children of Israel. He's been a very victorious... uh, He's the kind of leader that everybody would like to be or wants to be. God has blessed him and especially following after a man like Moses. He took over and Took it to greater heights, and in 24 he is making his last address to the the nation. Uh, let me read verse one, and then I'm going to skip down. Joshua and Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem, and called for the elders of Israel, and for their heads, and for their judges, and for their officers. And I want you to notice this. And they presented themselves before God. They're not presenting themselves to Joshua, but these leaders of Israel are presenting themselves to the Lord. And uh, this passage, I've just got myself a little note. It's a commitment. The commitment is not between Joshua and the people, but the commitment is between the Lord and the people. If you notice, verse 2, Joshua said unto all the people, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel. And he begins to talk. If I counted right, 15 times he says, I, God said I. Thirteen times, he says, you. It's a very directed message from God to his people. Now, if you skip down, verse 13. He's quoting God now. And I have given you a land for which you did not labor, and cities which ye built not, and ye dwell in them, of the vineyards and oliveyards which ye planted not, do ye eat? Now therefore, fear the Lord, and serve Him in sincerity, and in truth, and put away the go- the gods, which your fathers served on the other side of the flood. And in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil to you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. I've got that marked and read in my Bible. Choose you this day whom you'll serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood. Or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. I want to preach on our choice this morning. You have a choice. We came in here today by choice. And you have a choice what you'll do with the Word of God as it's presented today. I want to preach on that today. So let's pray. Father, I ask You to have Your way with us now. Direct this service. I pray, God, that Your Holy Spirit would just prevail and You would take charge. Help us to put aside... other thoughts and other issues and help us to face up to you as you declare yourself to us. Please have your way in all that's said and done here. May the Holy Spirit just take charge. Get the preacher out of the way and you get in the way. Lord, help us to face up to our responsibility to you this morning. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You can be seated. In 1830, George Wilson, a train robber and a murderer, was convicted, sent to death in a federal prison. In and 1830, Andrew Jackson uh, gave that man a pardon for some reason. But George Wilson refused the pardon. It was a, it was a big legal issue. Here's a presidential pardon. And uh, when they tried to serve it to the prisoner, he refused to take it. For some, I don't know. I, I don't know why he did not take it, but he he refused it, and and so it was appealed and carried up the legal system all the way to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court Justice John Marshall made a ruling that still stands today. It's the law of the land today in America. He said, a pardon is not a pardon until it's accepted. George Wilson was hanged, but the law of the land is still that law. The pardon is only a pardon when it's accepted. So, I wanted to take it, you know, it's the law of the land, it's also the law of this book. Joshua said, choose you this day. Every one of us, by the law of the Bible, have a choice. It's our choice. And some of you choose without ever choosing. Somebody said, well, I'm just not ready to make that kind of a decision here today, Brother Wayne. Oh, yes, you are. God brought you here. God confronts you and he says your choice is only this day. I'll get to that after a while. And you will choose this day. See, we've all been convicted. I mean, I've got... I, we, you know these verses. Romans 3.23, all is sin and comes short of the glory of God. Romans three ten. There's none righteous, no, not one. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter seven said, "There's there's there is not a just man on the earth." Over in Jeremiah seventeen, he said, "The heart of a man is deceitful and desperately wicked, and who can know it?" So we've all been convicted. We all are sinners, right? Can you admit that? You don't have to nod your head, you don't have to say anything, but you've, you, you, you've got to admit it to God. He's the one that said it. And because of our sin, we also are condemned. The sentence has been passed. Romans 5.12 5, 12 said, For by one man sinned in the world, and death by sin. Now death is passed on all men, for that all have sinned. Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death. Uh, 2 Peter chapter 3, uh, no, I'm not no. Hebrews 9.27 said that it is appointed unto man once to die, and after death the judgment. Revelation chapter 20 said in verse number 14, Death and hell were cast into the lake of fire and This is the second death, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. That is the final judgment that has been passed on every sinner for for sin, the, the, the eternal second death of sin. So we have been convicted, we have been condemned. I'm trying to speed through this introduction. I've got a lot of ground to cover. But we have been given a pardon. One of my favorite verses in the Bible, Romans 5 eight. But God loved us. In that. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And 623 said, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through uh, Jesus Christ the Lord. <clears throat> Over to uh, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, and whosoever uh, believe on him should not perish but have everlasting life. Second Peter I, another one of my favorites Second Peter uh, chapter three says the will of God. God is not Slack, concerning his promises, some men count slackness, but is long suffering to usward and not willing that any should perish. There's, hey, a- Andrew Jackson sent a pardon down to the prison for George Wilson. God sent a pardon down to this earth for every sinner who ever lived. He's not willing that one sinner die, not willing that one sinner who's already condemned and already convicted. He says, here's the pardon. But a pardon is not a pardon until it's accepted. And so I wanted to look at three things with you. I got three big points. First of all, I've already said this. Look at it. Look at our text. He said, choose you this day. You must make a choice that's a command of God choose you this day you've got to make a choice you either choose uh, see Israel was at the crossroads I don't I can't I don't want to go back over all of it but in Joshua chapter 1 you remember Moses is dead And Joshua takes up, and, well, just let me read a verse there. Joshua 1, 5 said, There shall not be any man able to stand before thee. God's talking to Joshua all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Uh, And he goes the rest of that chapter, He goes through promises of victory, and this book of Joshua is a book of victory. There's not one loss in the book. But now Israel is at the crossroads. Joshua, who has has had the promise of God and the blessing of God and the hand of God, is now passing off the scene. Somebody said, boy, I wish the old brother Turner was still here. He's not here. Moses is dead. I can't be brother Turner. I'm just Wayne Hudson. You got, I'm doing the best I can, but I, that's all I can do. You understand it? And you can't live back there either. You're here. You're here today. You say, well, I'm I've already been in church. Yeah, but are you already saved? If you, I don't have time to go to all these verses. Joshua is addressing a people that are going to move into the book of Judges. And they're going to carry the Canaanites. God said those Canaanites are going to be a trouble for you. They're going to get in your eyes. And and I don't have time to read it, but you you can read these first couple of chapters. By the time you get to chapter 2 of of, uh, Judges, the Bible says there arose a generation that knew not God. They served God all the days of Joshua. And they served God during the days of those that overlived Joshua. But let me tell you young people something. Another five or ten years, that whole back section back there, two-thirds of it will be gone. And it'll be up to you what this church is. It'll be up to you what this church is. It'll be up to you whether you live for God or not. It'll be up to you whether the Bible's preached or not. It'll be up to you whether it's your choice. He said, choose you this day. It's your choice. I didn't say that. He said it. God, God always gives a choice. I mean, uh, they, they had come into the land under Moses and Joshua, and they had the promise of God's blessing. If we read all of chapter 1 of Joshua, they had a promise of God's blessing as long as Joshua was in charge. God had said, there's nothing that can touch you. And you read this book of Joshua, and they marched from the south up to the north, and then they marched from the north down to the south, and they, they whipped everybody that stood in their plaid. They were complete. It's a book of victory, complete and total victory. That's what God promised, and that's what He delivered. Over in verse 8 of chapter 1, I do want to read that. He said, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then shalt thou make thy way prosperous, and then shalt thou have good success. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and good courage. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. That's a great promise. And it's a promise to every one of us who will make a choice for him. It was a promise to Joshua. It was a promise to Israel. But now they stand at the crossroads. And and, and, and and now the question is, will they? Hey, now they stand at the cross so Will you? You going to read this book? You going to study this book? You going to obey this book? Are you going to stand on this book? or has Hollywood got your f- eye? or somebody else? you living for the world. you living for Jesus. That's the question. Sin brings pleasure for a season, but the end there, though, is desperately wicked. You can be the coolest guy on the block this year, but when God gets through with you, it won't be the same as it is now. But or you can know that my way is going to prosper, my foot's not going to fall, and the it, hey, nanny nanny boo boo, you can't touch me, devil. I've got God. I've got the armor on. So you, you ever notice over there in Ephesians chapter six? He said, "Put on the whole armor." Not a piece of the armor, but somebody said, well, I got saved. Well, then the Holy Spirit moved in. It's time for you to get to leaning on him. The whole armor. They had seen some great victories. I don't have time to deal with that. I want to get down to the serious part of this. They would started well. Now they're at the crossroads and if you read these chapters uh, the last chapters of Joshua and the first chapters of it'll say they went out this tribe went out that tribe went out and weren't able to c- conquer the canaanites only way you're going to make it christian as a christian only way you can serve the lord is in his power you can't do it in what you can do and, and yesterday's blessings are not sufficient for today. We stand at a crossroads today. This this church stands at a crossroads. We had 11 years of good, uh, safe ministry right here under Brother Jim. 100 years or so of blessings through the pastor. I hear Brother uh, See, our he, he's always reminding God that all the blessings we've had here at this church. He's been here forever, but that doesn't mean that we'll have them tomorrow. You understand it? The choice is ours. We stand at the crossroads. Look over to Deuteronomy. I won't. I, I'll try to give you a few scriptures. Deuteronomy chapter thirty. Verse 19 says this, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death and blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life that both thou and thy seed may live, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God, and thou mayest obey his voice, and thou mayest cleave unto him, for he is thy life and the length of thy days that thou mayest dwell in the land where the Lord swore to your fathers. I've set before you life and death and blessing and cursing. It's your your choice. God does a lot of things for man. God created us. I mean, our very being is by... He breathed and man became a living soul. And our... Over in Psalm, the last Psalm said, let everything that hath breath, praise the Lord. We are alive today by the created power of God. He educates us. I mean, everybody's got a Bible on their lap. Everybody can read their Bible. Some of you can read computers and all kinds of stuff, but I can't. But God educates us to the level we need to be educated to know about Him. And when you get that down, then He'll give you some more. You won't get more until you obey what you do know. But as you obey what you do know, He'll increase your wisdom and knowledge of the Word of God. How to live for Him. He protects, provides, He educates, He enlightens, He loves us. Our brother John was teaching on forbearance. Forbearance comes out of, out of a heart of love. It is, comes out of the mercy of God. While we were yet sinners, He put the Savior on the cross for us. And I could be saved when I accepted him because he already had loved me. And we love him only because he first loved us. But there's one thing God won't do for you. You can tell your Calvinist friend this. He won't make your choice for you. You've got to make your choice for yourself. Nobody can nobody can trust him and believe him but you. Grandma can't do it for you. The preacher can't do it for you. Sunday school teacher can't do it for you. Only you can believe Jesus and be saved. Only you. Choose you, he said. Choose you. It's your choice. You can choose life, death, blessing, cursing. You can choose the, uh, the promises of God for blessing. Or Look over to Ezekiel chapter 18 if you want to. I've got a couple of verses. Two times in this chapter, verse 4, verse 20, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. He promises that. You can live in sin if you want to, but the soul that sinneth, it shall die. Every one of us are guilty of sin, and because of the guilt of our sin, we'll die. It's appointed unto man once to die. After death, the judgment because of sin. But then there's always grace. God always gives grace. Look at verse 21. But if the wicked will turn from all his sins... You can tell the easy believism, folks, that there's more to it than an invitation to come into my heart, Lord Jesus. It'll take repentance. Jesus said two times in Luke 13, except you repent, you'll all likewise perish. This verse says, if the wicked will turn from all his sins. Wonder how many of us have made some kind of a little profession, but we're still living in our sins. Grace says, if you'll turn from your sins, that if the wicked will turn from all the sins that he has committed and keep my statutes and do that which is lawful and right, he shall surely live and not die. Down in verse number 30, he says, I'm breaking into the verse, Repent and turn yourselves from your transgressions, so iniquity shall not be your ruin. Cast away your transgressions whereby you may have transgressed, and make you a new heart and a new spirit. For why will you die, O house of Israel? I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Turn yourself and live, ye. That's the promise of of, his, of the prophet, <laughs> the grace of God. Secondly, not only do you not only do, must you make a choice, but I think a lot of people have the have list. You know, you got to know what your choices are, right? He didn't say, choose you a religion. He didn't say, choose you a church. He didn't say, choose you a baptism. He said, choose you this day. What? Not what? Whom you'll serve. Salvation is not in religion. You can join every church in town. You can be baptized till you look like a prune. You're still lost. Salvation's in a person. Only Jesus Christ can take away sin. Somebody said, well, I I thought when I joined Metropolitan, well, look at the Bible. See, the Bible says, Acts 4.12, they just sung about it. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby you." Not might, but must be saved. Just one name. His name is Jesus. John John 1, 12. Over in John chapter 1, he said that, that he came into the world and the world knew him not. He came into his own and his own received him not. But then he said, but as many as received him. To them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. It's not a creed, not a little creed that you can quote. It's a person. You received Him or you didn't First John five twelve. He that, you know, we want to put this balance out here. Well, I'm pretty good. Or, he's real good. Or, I'm pretty bad. but I'm not as bad as old so-and-so. But he's real bad. That's not the way it is. First John 5.12 said, right here, here's the dividing line. Anything over here. He that hath the Son hath life. The day I received the Son, I got life, and I can't lose it. And he that hath not the Son, I don't care what you join, where you were baptized, I don't care what you can quote, how many Bibles you can stack under your arm, you're not saved. He that hath not the Son hath not life. And the greatest sin Paul said he was the chief of sinners, and here's what he said. I know not what I believed. He said, I know whom I believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that that day. That day when they lay me out right here. That day when you come by and say, Doesn't he look natural? That day when and when he can't breathe, he's not even there anymore. All you've got, this is just the earth suit. All you see is the earth suit. Down inside of here is the soul. That's right. And one day the soul and the body are separated. And I go to be with him. And what a day that'll be. It's going to happen to you too. He that has the Son have life. He that hath not the Son hath not life. You're either one or the other. It's not you're not trying to be saved, hoping to be saved, wanting to be saved. You're either lost and condemned by your lost condition. You you heard the voice. See, we all we all have sin, and and if you sin, the penalty. There's just one penalty. It's death. If your name is not in the Lamb's Book of Life, that verse said, you're going to be cast into a lake of fire. That's the, that's the Bible. You're not trying to be saved. You either are lost or... Let's just get there. Your choice as a person. Man, there's so much to say about that. He, he said, I'm bread and you, you'll never hunger again. He said, I'm light and you'll never be in darkness. You'll live in the light of life. Uh, I'm the door. You can come in, you can just stumble into that cross-shaped door and you never will get have to worry about falling out of it again. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. That death day Paul's talking about on hey, He quoted the verse at the cemetery. Those two girls are weeping and broken because because of Lazarus' death. And, And he's right in the middle of it all. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on me shall never die. You believe that? That's what he said. Do you believe that? You better make your choice and you better make it while well, you can make it. Choose you this day. I'm the life. Everything else out there's death. Biggest Cadillac on the road's death. The biggest bank you get CDs and DVDs and all this stuff you just pile up. Cars and houses and lands and stocks and bonds. And one day. You'll leave it all behind and face uh, that day. It won't matter what you've had or what you've enjoyed or where you've been. What'll matter is what you did with Jesus that day. I got uh, there, I got a bunch more, but I got to go on. You know, wheat and tires look just alike. I went on wheat harvest two years, we've cut wheat all the way from Oklahoma to Montana. And you can pull into that field and and it may look like wheat, but it's not wheat. There's no grain in it. There's no good grain in it. You can cut the straw and the straw blows away and there's nothing left. You can get religious and look like wheat and still not be wheat. That's what he was saying. And he said the devil plants the tares. He that thief comes in at night and plants the tares. That's what he said. And what he what what the devil would like to give you is a substitute. And you can look like a Baptist, dress like a Baptist, act like a Baptist, and not know Jesus. Right. You'd be religious and not be saved. You can get your name on the church roll but never get it on the Lamb's book of life. Yeah. And not know Jesus. Don't don't accept the substitute. Being a Christian on Sunday's just not it. Amen. If you're not a, if you're if that holy spirit is not working in you day by day by day You better check up on your salvation. The choice is a command of God. The choice is a person, not a religion. And he said, the choice is right now. He said, choose you this day. Uh, There's plenty of verses. Uh, The urgency. Over in Romans 13, Paul said, it's high time we wake out of sleep. For now is our uh, redemption nearer than, our salvation nearer than it's ever been before. Time to wake up. Quit playing church. Church. And, and make the choice. I'm going to serve Him. I've got several verses, but I, you could boil it down to this. In Second Corinthians chapter six, verse number two, the Bible says, "I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I succored thee." You're here today. If you're here lost, you know if you're lost or saved. I don't have to, you know, you know where you stand. If you're lost, you're here by the grace of God. He said, in the day of salvation have I succored thee. You know what that means? He's been feeding you and keeping you and caring for you like a mother does with her baby until a day when you, he could get you to a place that you could be saved. And behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Now is over before I get through saying it. I've got several illustrations I could give, but let me give you the most recent one. In February, on a Wednesday, I believe it was, in no, it was on a Thursday, I guess. A Thursday in February at 3:30 in the afternoon, I was talking on the phone with Don Mc Don, Don McFarlane at 3:30. He said, "Brother Wayne, I've got to go. We made plans to talk the next day." He said, "Brother Wayne, I've got to go. I, I'm taking my wife to the doctor in Amarillo. And we've got to get going. Hung up the phone at 3.30. At 4.30, Brother Don pulled out around the truck and ran it. There was a lady running the wrong way. At 4.30 that afternoon, five people went into eternity. Two of them was Don and Kay McFarland at 4.30. He just told me at 3.30 we'd talk tomorrow. Some of you are saying, I've got plenty of time. You don't have any time. No, sir. You're not promised one day. What's your life? It's even a vapor. It appears for a little time, then it vanishes away. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day will bring forth. He that being often reproved and hardened his neck shall suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy. I'm telling you, you don't have time. That's right. There's a fool over in Luke chapter 12 that said, I'll say to my soul. He just made the mistake of believing he owned his soul. You don't own your soul. God owns your soul. And when God says, come home, you're coming home. I don't care if your name is Don McFarland. I don't care what your name is. I don't care what your business is. I don't care what you're doing. When your time is over, it's over. And the flowers are already over there in the flower shop. For somebody's funeral that's saying this morning, I got plenty of time. The gas is already in the hearse to take them to the cemetery. And they're saying, I've got plenty of time. You don't have any time. He said, Now is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. That's the only time you have. Right now. He said, choose you this day. I want to give you this. This poem has meant a lot to me. The clock of life is wound but once. And no man has the power to tell just when the clock will stop. At late or early hour. To lose one's wealth is sad indeed. To lose one's health is more. But to lose one's soul is such a loss that no man can restore. It may be this is your last message. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just trying to tell you the facts. He said choose you this day. It may be that you have said no to Him your last time when you leave here today. If I was you and unsaved, I'd get it settled before I left here. Uh, the night I got saved, I thought it was my last service. R.G. leaves an old preacher from days past. He preached a message on payday Sunday. He told the story of Tony Joe Henry who was a beautiful young lady in his church. She was convicted of murder. She played loose. She went to the joints even while she was in his church. R.G. Lee talked about going down to they called and said, Preacher, her execution is so and so day. And he talked about going down to the and seeing that girl who had been the most beautiful girl in his church he said that beautiful red hair was shaved off and she wasn't sitting there in a fine dress she had her pajamas on and was wrapped in a blanket barefooted she was headed for the electric chair he went in to pray with her what do you say? Brother Alan, what would you say? He, began, he he got down to pray with her and she here's what she said. She said, Brother Lee, I always knew that, that God was in charge. I always knew that God ran the show. Well, she was a show girl. She said, I thought I could just steal one more act. You can't steal an act from God. He could tell it with a tear in his eye because he was witness to it. I could tell you some names. I could tell you some, some of the young people that was in my church. I can tell you of one sitting up there in a federal prison for murdering three men right now. The devil will take you places you don't think you'd ever go. And the devil can put you in a place that you'll pay more than you ever thought you'd have to pay. You've got right now. This is it right now. You don't have tomorrow. You don't have next week. You can't plan a big deal for when the family's around. You better get it settled with Jesus right now. Clock's ticking. He said over in Genesis 6, my spirit will not always strive with man. There's a day when we've played loose with God the last time. Hey, church, it may be your day to get serious about leading somebody to the Lord. It may be your day to get serious about praying for your... for your, hey, The choice is right now. That's right. Choose you this day whom you'll serve. God put it on the line face to face. Fifteen times He said, I'm saying. Thirteen times He said, it's your choice. What are you gonna do with it? What are you gonna do with this message? I didn't preach this by accident. I believe the Lord led me to this message. I've been wanting to preach it for three or four weeks and it couldn't seem like I couldn't, I just couldn't get it off my heart. This week I had to preach it. Somebody here needs to choose Jesus today. Let's stand, heads are bowed. Father. I pray you just take charge of the service. I pray that your will has been done in the service and now you'd have your will in hearts. Please take charge of us. Help us to yield ourselves over to you. God, I pray that this serious moment would become a joyful moment. I pray that the that sin would not delude our minds from the real Urgency of the choice that we make right now. Please have your way, in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen, brother John.
1: Page three hundred and fifty-three.
0: Come on, God, dealing with you. Come. Don't wait on somebody else. It's you and God right now.
1: While we pray. your soul's deep need. While a father calls you home, will you not, my brother come? Why not now? God said right now. Please pray.
0: Need to make an announcement about the stuff in the kitchen. There's a there's a ton of stuff over in the kitchen that we need to give somebody. It's it's all the goodies, cookies and cakes and pies and bread. You, it'll help you. And uh, some of y'all get looking like some of us. But I think the ladies are over there ready to distribute it right now. So just go by. Brother John, come and dismiss us. Thank you for being here this morning. Pray. Pray
1: Let's sing our chorus. This is my story. This is my song. This is my story. This is my song. Praise is my 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 savior.